Griffith Park Connectivity Study was to help um, design the study, and I was the person that was in charge of installing cameras um, and deciding on camera locations and uh, checking on, on the cameras on a regular basis. And, um, and so that was why I had the opportunity to, to be the person to see that first photo of a mountain lion in Griffith Park. It was an amazing uh, moment. It was like seeing Chupacabra or Bigfoot for the first time because it's an urban legend to have a mountain lion in Griffith Park. There were rumors before of, of people seeing mountain lions and they were sending us photos of like a, a bobcat or um, a, a coyote or their own cat. Um, and some of that is just they want to be the person that found a mountain lion in, in, in the Griffith Park. But also, it's, it's just a lack of education. A lot of people don't know what a bobcat is. I didn't know what a bobcat was growing up here in L.A. or that we even had any. Um, and so that's kind of just proves to how important it is to kind of get this information out there. And it's not only is important for the animal's survival and, and our coexisting with them, but um, it's also their right to know uh, what's living with them. Talk, just t tell me Griffith Park, what, what, what's it famous for? Yeah, Griffith Park is so famous. And so that's why Griffith Park is famous, which is why it makes this story so relatable and relevant. It's surrounded by the 101 famous freeway. Um, it's also, jeez. Uh, <laughs> All right. You're losing your energy. I got right, it. Here we go. Okay. Um, Griffith Park is one of the biggest, um, urban parks in the country um, it's bigger than Central Park um, it has rugged terrain but it also has some very famous um, locations within it like the Hollywood sign um, the Greek theater the Hollywood Bowl is just on the other side of the freeway um, why did I even say that okay which one the Hollywood Bowl it's, I don't it's not in Griffiths no it's on the other side of okay. the freeway um, okay the observatory yeah thank you yeah, Every just story. rattle them off. And the then old yeah. zoo, the and new that, zoo. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Let me know. I, I got. I Griffith work here. Park is famous for, and then name them off, and then we'll move on to the next one. Yep. Yeah, Griffith Park is famous for um, the Hollywood sign. It has the Los Angeles Zoo, a famous picnic area called the Old Zoo. Um, it has the Greek Theater. It has the Griffith Observatory, um, and uh, pony rides and trains. So it's a multi-purpose park. So unlike a lot of natural areas. This park also has picnic areas where people have quinceañeras and birthdays and play catch and soccer um, in addition to these really um, 53 miles of hiking trails. Mm -hmm. um, Got it. It's pretty neat. And, and typical wildlife found here? Typical wildlife found here that people see are squirrels, uh, gophers, herons, hawks, um, lizards of all types of species. Um, snakes are also in the park. Uh, if you're out at night, sometimes you'll encounter a skunk, um, but people regularly see coyotes in this park. Um, and for me, when I was growing up, my first cat, um, my first pet, was killed by a coyote. That was my first One intro. Sec. Sorry, yes. that's really loud. It's, it's actually good it's not a regular day because usually there's so many yeah. helicopters kind of like hold for a helicopter.
Yeah, I, Violence. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Griffith Park. Um, for me, I thought the biggest top predator was the coyote because that's what I saw growing up. I didn't know bobcats were an animal or that they existed in the LA area, and and so having mountain lion in this park is just just amazing. Um, and but you're not going to expect to see a bobcat or or a P22 in the park because they're so elusive and mostly nocturnal. Um, but you will see occasionally a coyote. Um, and so that's kind of probably the Griffith Park mascot, uh, especially before P-22 is here. Perfect. Um, is Griffith Park, it's not, it's, I would say Central Park's the most urban park in the, natural park in the world. Uh, maybe he's Who would say most, uh, the question is, is it fair to say Griffith Park is the most urban natural park in the world? No. In the world? I don't think so. That's a tough one. Yeah, screw that's that a, one. That's a big Any one. Number, uh, do you know how many people pass through here a day or, you know, or in a year? Yeah. In a year, millions, I think. Yeah. yeah. In a day, thousands. Yeah. Maybe just throw that out. Yeah. I mean, every day in Griffith Park, you've got people yeah. recreating all different... Yep. Every day in Griffith Park, you not only have local uh, LA County residents using the park for recreational purposes, from birthday parties to hiking, um, but you also have tourists that come from all over the world to hang out at the LA Zoo or go see the Hollywood sign and take a selfie um, or go to the Griffith Observatory to take another selfie. Um, so you get this mix of people, not just local people that you would get to any local park, um, but because of all the attractions in the park, it draws people from all over the county, all over the state and all over the world, um, which is really awesome. So just, you know, thousands and thousands of people pass yeah, through so every Griffith day. Yeah, Park has thousands of people that come through the park every single day and millions in a year. Perfect. Um, talk about the day you discovered P-22. You're sorting through your images. What was going through your mind when you found a picture of them? Yeah, it was, it was a really hot day. I came home um, and was starting going through, to go through images. And I was looking at deer butt after deer butt and getting very bored at looking at rabbits and deer over and over again and, and, grass, and grass triggering my camera. And all of, all of a sudden I get this big puma butt appear on my screen. At first I thought it was a big dog, like someone's um, Great Dane that was walking right in front of my camera uh, because I was in disbelief at first that was anything else. Um, and because I wasn't looking for mountain lions on my camera. And so um, it was like seeing Bigfoot or the Chupacabra for the very first time because um, seeing like some, something like that was just like an urban legend that, that people just talk about, but you never think anybody will ever see it. Um, and so game for changer. me, Sorry. it was a game changer because now it's proving how resilient this these this species is um and that griffith park was more connected to the santa monica mountains um than we thought or potentially to the verdugo mountains before we knew where he came from and so it was inspirational but what filled me up first was with i was excuse me what i felt first was uh, excitement because I realized what I saw it was obviously a mountain lion and so then I ran to my car because I realized my cell phone was left in my car I ran barefoot to my car to try and call 
my colleagues and they didn't pick up the phone. Then I called my wife who finally picked up and shared all, blurted all this information out. And she's like, oh, what, really? She didn't, she understood it was awesome, but didn't understand the significance, I guess. And, and then finally people called back and like, what, really? Show us the picture. So I emailed people the picture and the park service uh, came out shortly after and, and trapped P22. Um, but between that moment and when he was trapped, I was actually a little worried for this individual because I knew of all the dangers out there for mountain lions. And this is an unprecedented situation. It's a small park, a very busy park for a mountain lion. And we didn't know if he would want to stay there and then, or try and cross out of the park and cross more freeways. And so there's a lot of what ifs and is this animal gonna survive um, his current situation. And here we are eight years later and he's proved us all wrong, um, experts how, included. How, how old is, uh, let's see, what is it? How old is P22? How big is he? He is uh, about 10 years old, going on 11 years old. Um, and he is 120 pounds. So that's basically the average um, weight of a male in this local area. They can get bigger in other places. Um, but uh, yeah, he's 120 pounds and uh, about 10 years old now. He was, when he was found, he was between two and two and a half years old. And the Park Service were able to figure that out by measuring his teeth. Um, and that meant that he was just reaching adult age. So that means that he's a dispersing male that was just had just left mom recently and was trying to find territory of his own and fortunately he made it all the way to Griffith Park. How did he get here? So based on the um, blood test that um, the Park Service conducted they matched his blood with the very first puma they ever studied his name was P1 it stands for Puma 1 um, and so because his dad only used the Western Santa Monica Mountains west of the 405 freeway, that meant that P22 would have had to have been born west of the 405 because the females share the male's territory or within that territory. Um, and you would have had to mate and all that um, within that territory. Um, and so P22, when he reached adult age and, and mom was sick of feeding him and, and hanging around with him, he had two choices, one to stick around and try and compete with these other, one of these other males, maybe even including his dad, or um, to cross some very dangerous freeways. So he, he chose the latter option and crossed the 405 freeway, which had previously just killed two other mountain lions trying to cross east. He crossed that barrier, then went through Franklin Canyon, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, uh, Studio City area, Runyon Canyon, and then cross another 10 lane freeway, the 101 freeway, to get into Griffith Park. It's just a, an amazing journey that he would go on. And we thought that was legendary enough. And then he, was, he showed us that he was able to stick around and coexist with people and overcome rat poison and mange. Got, um, I'm gonna cut you off there. Sure. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I just gotta get through this. Um, so who does he mate with here? I mean, he's a loner, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looking for love? I mean, it's the ultimate LA dating story. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, it's hard to say if he's looking for love or he's given up by this point, but he's a solitary individual 
I'm sure um, he would mate if he had the opportunity, but also we didn't know if, if that female would get along with him or he'd get along with her, and if he'd see that female as a threat to his survival because there is such little habitat to go around. Um, but um, I have seen uh, video footage uh, that I've collected of him making a call. Um, and the only reason to make a call and make yourself known is to say, hey, if you're a male um, puma or any puma out there, this is my territory and don't come close or else we're gonna have a problem. Or the other message could be, hey, I'm a male, I'm ready to mate. Um, so it's one of those uh, one of those two messages likely and either way um, It's a great sign that he's exerting natural behavior um, and um, either continue to to protect his territory and not become complacent um, And also maybe always on the look for a mate. Yeah, what does it sound like the call? It sounds like a little bird chirp um, I wish I could have a high-pitched voice to repeat it, but it is like a little tiny songbird chirp. Gotcha. Um, see, any attempts to capture him and introduce him to other another big cat population? Um, no, there isn't. There are no initiatives, uh, as far as I know, by the state to to do that. Um, he is not a perceived threat to any. Um, human population and so he's they're gonna let him do what he does and continue to avoid people eat deer um, and survive in this park and until he poses um, some sort of threat to humans um, they're gonna leave him alone which is the right thing to do if you move a mountain lion um, they don't usually do well because even though you think this is you're gonna move them into some expansive area um, that's more um, uh, natural uh, is bigger um, doesn't mean that there's not already a mountain lion already that owns that territory so you could be setting up p22 for a trap or this other individual up for conflict and the mountain lion might also try and retreat back to where it came from which mean that he would try and cross more freeways uh, which and then he could get trapped in a backyard who knows what could happen so the risk doesn't outweigh the uh, the risk outweighs the benefit uh, when it comes to moving mountain lions. Great. Story of P-22, it's like a Hollywood movie. But what is it about the story that captivates people so? The story of P-22 is so captivating um, and almost like a Hollywood story because it features a lot of the LA landmarks. It, it, it features our busy congested freeways. Um, it, it features the Hollywood sign, which is part of his backyard and his territory. Um, it features um, a little bit of interaction and, and tension with people when he got stuck under uh, a homeowner's house a few years ago. Um, there's some drama when he got sick with rat poison when LA's beloved P-22 was almost on the brink of death with mange and rat poison exposure. Um, and, and then again, there was drama when he um, took a koala um, that was in the zoo that was walking on the ground that he likely mistaked for a raccoon um, and so all those little tidbits uh, just add to his legendary uh, story and the fact that he is doing something that no other mountain lion 
has been able to do or tried to do in my opinion ever um, which is to cross all these freeways um, and then just settle down in this a tiny chunk of habitat um, how, how is he celebrated how is p22 celebrated by angelinos he's celebrated by he has a very what ways yeah he has a, a lot of ways he's uh is acknowledged by the city itself he has his own um certificate by the city he has his own day here in los angeles he has his own annual festival that receives thousands of people every year um, and he also has an exhibit um, dedicated to his story in the natural history museum um, but his social media presence is just off the charts he has a lot of followers on facebook and instagram um, and it's just pretty amazing to see how people have really bonded with him um, and seen him as this local celebrity almost which is which is great because then people have their way in to nature or, or local conservation through his story through his relatable story which is about survival and he's, in, he's inspired me both as a scientist and as an Angelino because as a scientist he's expanded me to think outside the box if I can find a mountain lion in the middle of this busy city in this park what else is out there so he's inspired me to look for bats in south central LA and thoughts I would have never had if I didn't find a mountain lion in this busy city as he inspired me as a person to to educate people to the power of a of a relatable story to get people involved and engaged in local nature on their own terms um, and because eventually what we want to see is is conservationists or conservation community that's more diverse that's more inclusive and if they have this story that's relatable to them for urban communities now they have a seat at the table and they have a voice and so um, that's what i like to see and and if i can have it more scientists that look like me um studying uh local wildlife here in la gotcha um let's see celebrated for you personally ultimate story of survival i mean in a way he is the ultimate story of survival for human wildlife coexistence so maybe you can sort of give a final yeah, he's, he's kind of the ultimate story for human wildlife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a really ultimate, he's the ultimate story let's, for... Sorry, use P-22. Okay, yeah. Um, P-22 is the ultimate story uh, for survival and coexistence because he's... Uh, a oh, man. It's okay. okay, yeah. P-22 is... What is it again? Co human, wildlife, human coexistence. And just how he's the how he's the ultimate. P twenty two is yeah. the ultimate survival story, story yeah. and symbol of coexistence. Yeah, yeah. P twenty. Am I okay? Yeah, you're good. P twenty two is the ultimate symbol of survival and coexistence. He's one of the contra most controversial species that live here in the Los Angeles area, but he's shown us time and time again that we can coexist uh, with with mountain lions. Um, he's avoided us at all costs. He has a territory that gets thousands of people every day and has opportunities to interact with us and is choosing not to, like all other mountain lions. Um, it's not like other animals that adapt to humans and get used to and too comfortable with people. Mountain lions keep their, their elusive, their timid behavior, even the most congested settings, and he's a symbol of that. Also, I will say that he is a symbol of what's going on with our local mountain lions within this region and all the dangers that they face 
he's experienced a lot of those dangers. He's experienced rat poison exposure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut yeah. you off there with the rat. Get, tell me what how you knew that he had rat poisoning. You saw okay. a picture. You could tell by yeah. So just talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I started getting camera trap images of P22 looking different, looking skinnier, his, especially his tail um, and his patches, his fur it was very patchy and, um, and, and his face looked really irritated as well. And so those are all signs of mange. And so I shared that information with the National Park Service and they confirmed that he did have mange, which is connected to rat poison exposure a lot of times. And so they um, went out of their way to treat him when they switched out his GPS collar that was running out of battery. And so they, they treated him for both mange and rat poison exposure. And fortunately, he survived um, that ordeal, and but nearly died from it. Um, and so it was really great that that was a success story, but there's no reason why he can't be exposed again and succumb to it the next time because okay. rat poison is still out there, unfortunately. Gotcha, okay. And then the zoo incident, did he sneak? He, he allegedly ate a koala. I guess we've talked about that already. I don't know if there's more to really say about it other than, how do you know that he ate a koala? Was it captured on camera? Uh, well, there was evidence of um, his presence uh, in the zoo that night that, that Killarney, the, the koala, um, was, miss was found missing. And they later found um, there were, excuse me, let me start over. Um, on the night, on the night that Kalani uh, koala um, was 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 killed, I'll just say killed. Um, on the night that Kalani the koala was killed, P twenty two was also documented in the zoo with with their camera tracks that they had on the property, um, and then the next day they investigated the the kill site. Um, and they took some saliva samples and unfortunately concern, uh, confirmed that uh, P22 was the individual who, who killed uh, Kalani. Gotcha. And then just a final line um, about P22 being the most urban mountain lion to exist. I mean, right? You think? Can I say a little bit more about the Kalani thing? Yeah. Um, so really quickly, and that could have been death a death sentence for P22. In a lot of other cases, um, a lot of people would um, take out a depredation permit and kill that mountain lion because they identified the mountain lion as a perceived threat. Um, but to the credit of the zoo director, John Lewis at the time, he decided to um, not do anything about it because he basically said that is their responsibility to better coexist with native wildlife. If they're gonna have a zoo in the middle of this urban wilderness, Griffith Park, where there are bobcats and coyotes and also a mountain lion, they need to protect their animals just like you protect your pets. And I'm glad he made that statement and decided that coexistence was more important than just lashing out at a, at a puma that killed your beloved koala. Awesome. And then just to finally, yep, P22 is the most urban mountain lion to exist. Do we yeah. think? Uh -huh. P22 is the most urban mountain lion to exist and I think that's an understatement because he has territory 
that is congested with people, not just has. And sorry, let me start that over. Yeah, and we can keep it really short. Yeah, just yeah. a quick okay. final button. What do you want me to? Just say that. Then just P twenty two is the most urban. You know, it's okay. amazing. But P twenty two is, I would say, the most urban mountain lion to exist. Yes. Yeah, P twenty two is the most urban mountain lion to exist. Its territory is a fraction of the size of a normal mount, male mountain lion's territory, which is usually 200 square miles, and, and Griffith Park is only nine square miles. And even within that territory, it's not all lush habitat, undisturbed habitat. There's golf courses, there's a train uh, track, there's pony rides, there's observatories, other tourist destinations. So even within that nine square miles, it's not all uh, pristine habitat. So it's just an amazing uh, situation. Really quick question. When they collar the mountain lions, do they generally do it at night? And is there a reason for that? Um, I mean, I, I think that's just when there's, there's opportunity. Yeah, okay. And there's, they usually uh, bait the animal with, yeah. with a prey item. And they're usually going after that prey item at night. And so they usually go into whatever the trap is at night as they're hungry so, and going after food. Will you, will you just tell, tell me really quick, you know, yeah. when, when, when the researchers, uh, you know, researchers here in, you know, Santa Monica Mountains, yeah. you know, when they, when they tag or recollar, just give me a, sure. try to make it kind of brief, yeah, just yeah, so when, a, um, when local park service researchers are collaring or trapping mountain lions for research, um, they do it at night uh, because usually they use bait to lure the animal into the trap and mountain lions are, and other animals are going after food at night. Perfect. Um, Shouldn't you say P-22 is one cool city cat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have your own cool pet cat. name for P-22? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, <laughs> There's this always there was a petition a while ago to 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 Give it a come name. up with a new name. Yeah. I think it was LA Times or LAist or something like that, and they decided that P twenty two was was the best one, not <laughs> Puma Thurman or some other ridiculous ones. Um, Hollywood Puma or James Dean was another one. Brad Pitt of her. Brad Pitt, yeah, they chose P twenty two because. P-22 is now a famous name in itself because it's associated with this very unique and inspiring story. It's a good DJ name. Yeah. Yo, P-22. <laughs> um, I could go on and on, but I think we'll leave it there. We'll let Beth talk more about, unless you want to just hit really quickly on the, the wildlife bridge that you're really psyched about. You know, P-22 was kind of the poster child <laughs> for, for the bridge. Maybe just talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm also very proud of discovering P-22 because what he's meant to local mountain lion conservation as a whole. He is the poster child for the Save LA Cougars campaign, which is um, led by the National Wildlife Federation. And what they're proposing to do is build this bridge that the scientists have been trying to advocate for for many, many years and really haven't made much, hadn't made much progress because they didn't have a, a lot of following, a lot of interest. And now, fortunately, with p 22 story out there and how he kind of symbolizes all these local struggles uh, that our Pumas face, he is the ultimate uh, and perfect ambassador for this campaign. And now we're at the point where we were at almost no money made and now throughout his, his 
his life of about eight years, he's he's helped fundraise millions and millions of dollars um, that for a campaign that might have not gone very far and, and or would have maybe come too late for our local mountain lions without P22 around to inspire people to finally write those checks, those big checks. <laughs> I think that's great. And yes. then we'll, we'll cut it there. Let's go meet Beth. All right. And um, me, and uh, then get the, my foot. Yeah, here. I know. <laughs>